What's up, everyone? Welcome to season three, episode two of the High Press Podcast. We got a great guest for you today. I think hopefully it's me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, what a welcome. What a welcome. Uh, I, I, I normally do the intro bit at this point, so I'm not quite sure what to say. Uh, but <laughs> delighted to welcome uh, Michael Marinelli onto the High Press podcast. Uh, Michael, how are you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to do this. Um, you know, all the way, uh, you guys are across the pond, so I'm excited to do this. It's going to be fun. <laughs> we certainly are. It's a time difference be. right now. There is. It's, yeah, it's yeah. roughly 7 p.m. in the evening here. What time is it for you now? 2.05 p.m. right here. 2.05 p.m. in the afternoon. So you're you're essentially taking your lunch break at the moment. Uh, so we're very, very grateful that you've spared some of your time for us during your working day. Uh, before coffee we get... And, uh, coffee and talking, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, we wouldn't be right without mentioning and saying hello to my co-host, Rob. Uh, Rob, how are we doing <clears> this afternoon? Yeah, this yeah. Evening, very, really? very good. We're, whatever time you're listening to this, uh, morning, <laughs> evening, or night time, uh, midnight, whatever, three o'clock in the morning, who cares? Uh, yes, I'm good, thank you very much. How are you, Cal? Very well, yeah, very, very well, thank you. Excited uh, for this one right. today. I think it's our first American guest, um, so we have, to get, yeah. we have to get going in style, really, uh, and Mike has certainly done that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move straight into our starting 11 segment. So, uh, for any new listeners today, first of all, welcome to the High Press Podcast. Uh, you've made a great decision to listen to today's episode. Um, <laughs> myself and Rob are going to be uh, posing 11 quick-fire questions at our guest today. Mike, um, this or that questions, just a bit of lightheartedness and a bit of laughter to get the episode underway. Uh, Rob, as always, would you like to kick us off with starting 11? Yes, okay. Uh, well, this this might be well, it's already off to a problem. Uh, this question, I might ask you in sort of two... Uh, you'll understand. Um, so, what team do you support? Inter Miami, obviously. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't have to say that, I mean, do, do you sub, do you support an English club or uh, from anywhere else around the world? Well, here's the thing. Obviously, I'm, I'm familiar with Premier Premier League football. I mean, but yeah. I would say I don't have a particular team to root for yet. So okay. that's that's the thing. So I need you guys to steer me in the right direction. And well, the team, have you ever heard? For me. Have you ever heard of a league called the Championship? Oh, of course, no, no. of course. <laughs> now the Championship isn't quite the Premier League, but if I may, just for thirty seconds, sell the Championship to you. It's less commercialised. It's you can get there, football. right? I mean, we can get that. We've been there. Um, yeah. Just things aren't so great at the moment. Um, but it's proper action-packed football without the commercialised aspect. And if I could advertise my club, West Bromwich Albion, I would be delighted to welcome you aboard. Interesting. Well, actually, I, I kind of, you know, jumped into that Netflix um, show, Sunderland Till I Die. Yes, great yes. documentary. And, really and I kind of, I, I would say that would be the one that I'm leaning towards rooting for. Yes. We, myself and Robert are supporters of yeah. Sunderland, so we could definitely sort of mutually yeah, we're, accept we're sort that of, decision. Uh, Okay, we're, okay. We're, we're, I, I can deal with that. I can, I can rock with uh, I might have to go there then. Oh, well, I don't yeah, know I, think you'll be, I, I wouldn't go. It's a bit of, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, bit of a one to avoid. <laughs> Support yeah. from afar, maybe. But also, just remembered, have Inter Miami got Kieran Gibbs at the moment? We do, we do. Yeah, Actually, there we go. Well, there's the West Bromling straight away. Yeah. 
There you go. And for, right there. for an Aston Villa, you've got Indiana Vasilev on loan as well. Indiana Vasilev, yeah. Ah, there I we go. It. All relations awesome. here. Well, we'll we move actually, on to we just our... got him back uh, off alone, so he's he just came back to our to our club right yes. now. Yes, yeah, come back. Ago. Wow, nice. I love the links already. Building relationships, <laughs> early doors. Uh, the second go. question in our quick fire round. <laughs> question um, two. Question two. What is your favorite fast food? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Wendy's. When you know what? I don't know why. I'm sorry. I knew you were going to say Wendy's. <laughs> of all the, th- I, I really don't know why. What is Wendy's? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is Wendy's? Wendy's is just a good old-fashioned cheeseburger and fries. Okay. You know, usual burger. Nice. Joint, but... Is it like the equivalent of our Burger King then, Rob? Or was it better? Uh, than that? Uh, well, I think any American fast food's going to be better than. Well, yeah, 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 evidently, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's yeah. funny is the Burger King was actually started in Miami. In case you're wondering. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's an education on the High Press podcast. What? Okay, what would what would you say is the worst fast food America has? <laughs> what is the worst chain? Hopefully it's not one of our sponsors. All right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a huge McDonald's guy. I, I, I well, okay. I know that's like un-American of me, but I'm not a big McDonald's guy. I, I can't, I can't, you know, but breakfast at McDonald's is amazing. The breakfast and yeah. McDonald's is very yeah. good, but but the actual burgers not not that great. Not a fan. So I go with Wendy's, my um, favorite. McDonald's. We were getting along so well, Mike. So well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh, let's carry on before the hatred ensues. Um, <laughs> would Would you rather explore underwater or space? Great question. I mean, I've grown up by the ocean my whole life, so I got to go underwater. That that's yeah. me. In fact, my name Marinelli in Italian means "man of the sea." So I mean, come on, like that's just, wow. Oh my god, that's incredible! It's meant to be underwater for sure. That's Fantastic. the name of the podcast. That's the name of the episode right there, "Man of the Sea." Man of incredible. I'm just writing it down here, "Man of the <laughs> Sea." There you go. Um, our next question is: Who is your favorite artist or band? Favorite artist or band? I love me some Zach Brown band. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Country artist. No, um, I don't think so. That's probably one of my favorite uh, bands right now. Um, Chris Stapleton. I'm a big country music, believe it or not. Like, I know it's okay. a Miami guy. You would think, like, yeah. oh, maybe he likes Latin music or something. But <laughs> no, man, I'm a big country fan. I, I was born and raised in Miami, but I love me some good country music. Oh, brilliant. It's, it's a bit different. We've never had a country it's, fan on here before. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a whole new variation. It yeah. is, it is. It, it is, isn't it? It's like, it's like a, a novelty to us, isn't it? Talk, <laughs> talking to an American. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, okay, well, here is uh, another um, question you would probably have a good answer for. Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Ooh, that's a great uh, question. <laughs> um, I would say, and again... I'm a, I'm a graduate of the University of Miami. Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson yeah, is okay. a Canes alum. Okay, go Canes. Uh, so I'm going to go with either A, The Rock. <laughs> if you smell what The Rock is cooking, or we'll go, oh, hell yeah, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. All right, no, we're not going to go there. All right, 
I'm going to go with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock oh Johnson. God. Oh, yeah. That is incredible. What is going on? That was so- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You have my got dream. a gifting, my friend. A lot of my announcing techniques come from The Rock Johnson. I've seen him in the ring, all right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. That is superb. <laughs> Good job. There we Good. go. Not so rapid fire questions. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the next one that we've got for you um, wow. is what is your favorite football? We'll, we'll say slash soccer, uh, football <laughs> or soccer stadium. I know that's like a sin to say, right? It <laughs> is. It really is. I'm accommodating um, our guest there. I'm going to have to go with uh, the Barnabeo, all right? Real Madrid. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. My father in law is from Spain and he's like pushed me towards Real Madrid. I haven't, again, I can't go that route, obviously, yet. I still haven't picked my favorite club, so. Uh, but La Liga, Barnabeo, I mean, 100,000 people. I mean, have you seen the new field, how it, like... I was just going to say how the, the, they've renovated the stadium. I mean, it looks incredible. Of engineering to me. Mm. But that's... Uh, you would expect me to say Wembley, but I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, no. the Bernabeu is certainly a, a beautiful stadium. It's got plenty yeah. of history and culture. Beautiful, so. yeah. Understandable choice. Okay. Well, Hopefully, Miami uh, Freedom Park. We just got approved for the new stadium in Miami, by the way. So that will oh, be my favorite fab. stadium in a few years. Brilliant! Oh, we look forward to seeing that for the sure. City, the city of Miami just approved Miami Freedom Park, which will be the the house to our new uh, beautiful football stadium. So we're gonna be excited. Oh, fantastic! Very Great nice. news. We'll, we'll look out for that for sure. Beautiful. Uh, baseball or basketball? Ooh. So I grew up, I played a lot of baseball as a kid, but I, I love watching basketball. Basketball to me is fun. I mean, I'm a huge Heat fan. The Heat are in the playoffs. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Starts tomorrow, so I got to go basketball. Okay. Brilliant. Nice. <laughs> Next one. Uh, what is your favorite day of the week? Ooh. Um, probably say Friday. Because, like, yeah, the, you're not, you know, you're not bored. You're working, but then you you have the weekend in front of you. So, yeah, you, know, you can go to bed late. You don't have to wake up early. I would say Fridays are always the best to me. Yeah, choice. solid choice. Uh, if you discovered a country, what would you name it? Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I've never thought of that. that does, that's a good one. That one's making me think here. We'll call it uh, Championsville. Why not? <laughs> oh, okay. Championsville. It's where the champions yeah. live. Yeah, come on. All aboard. <laughs> yeah. All aboard. Everybody get on here. We're, we're, all we do is win here in this island. Let's go. Wow. And, and I just made it an island. Why not? Too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, the penultimate question What is your favorite word? Oh, I would say. Golasso. I mean, come on. Hello. Golasso. <laughs> that's my, my famous goal call when I get in there. And that's uh, into Miami. Golasso. So, yeah. <laughs> Golasso's got to be my yeah. favorite. You, I use uh, it the I, most. I hope to have a lot of Golasso's this year. You, mm. you, you didn't need me to say this to, to back it up, but you are superb for your job, I should add. Superb. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've I got the talent it. for it. Not that you need me to verify that. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you. I appreciate Brilliant. it. Yeah. Just getting started. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Okay. Well, uh, question 11 uh, and the last one. Would you rather visit the past or the future? Ooh. 
So I actually started my first job uh, was a history teacher. So I'm going to go with the past because mm, you can learn okay. so much from the past. I mean, you can you can see all your mistakes. You can see everybody else's mistakes and you can kind of hopefully fix them and learn from them. Right. Or maybe yeah. just mess with the time continuum. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I would say uh-huh. the past because the future is too scary for me. I don't you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So I'd rather I'd rather go back and see what I've seen rather than. Think about well, what's going to happen or possibly if, could happen. If you had a time machine and if you had the chance, where would you go? Uh, where was the f- well, first place you would go in the past? What would you look at? That is such a multi-layered question. And, um, and also, I mean, would it would it be something involving you, like recent history, or would you go back, you know, to something historical? Man, I, I mean, I wouldn't go too far back, but I would. I've always had an interest in like. I would say the twenties. I don't know. Mm, like in between okay. the roaring twenties yeah. to me was a really cool time in history. Uh, you know, post-World War One, pre-World War Two, just kind of that, you know, the rise and fall of the world, you know? I, I don't know. Yeah. There, was okay. of, there was a lot of things to unpack during those years. So <laughs> yeah. And I've always been That's fascinated right. with that time period. Maybe we're best leaving this question out for the rest of this series or because it's quite a deep philosophical question. And for a quick fire round. Yeah, you know what? You've inspired me. I'll think of something new next week. Next week? How about that? Next, next week, we'll that's have a, a new deep one. one. That's a deep next question. Next week. I'll, yeah. That's true. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> In the bin. That summarises our starting 11 feature. Um, And we're now going to swiftly move on to our target man segment. Um, So this is where we target the man. And today that man is Michael. And we throw some questions at him just about his career uh, and specifically his role in announcing at uh, Inter Miami. But before we get to all of all uh, the the fantastic work that you do there, uh, Michael, we're going to bring it right back to the start, if we may. And we're going to ask you, um, how did you first get interested in football and, and, and did you play when you were younger? So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Most American kids, uh, I'm not going to, you know, say everyone, but I would say most American kids start playing football or soccer, right, uh, as we call it here in the United States. Um your first sport as a kid is soccer always. Right. Yeah. So even my children, I have three kids, all three of them, they started playing soccer. Uh, But then for some reason along the way, it's not our most popular sport, which is, which is interesting. Now I will tell you in recent years, the popularity has gone up a lot. So, um, but yes, I did play as a kid. Um, I wasn't very fast, so it wasn't a great sport for me. (laughs) I wasn't the fast, I wasn't the fastest on the field. Um, I actually wound up playing baseball and football, American football, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it was kind of interesting. And, and I got into soccer much later. I, I, you know, once I started announcing and things like that. But yeah, soccer was always uh, was always big for me. Brilliant. And, do, and, do you know, uh, sorry, I'll just say, do you know, know right. of a sport called uh, rounders? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's basically... Rounders. It's basically the, the crap version of baseball that we do over here. It's not like yeah. a, it's not like a national sport. It's like, it's it's, like a primary yeah. school game. Like uh, that we do primary school PE PE it's lessons. It's funny because everybody like I have a I have a, a you know a TikTok that I do for for all of my announcing. I always do the starting eleven, right? So I announce all the starters in the stadium, and I do it in a very I guess as most of the 
the foreigners call it, you know, very Americanized way of soccer. And I kind of get some hate on TikTok and I go back and forth. <laughs> with them. I'm like, listen, man, like it's our version of it. Like, let us do yeah. what we do. You know, like it's, yeah. you know, it's a show. It's, it's an environment. It's fun. And we're just promoting the game of, of football to the world, you know, and, and to the United States. And I think it's important that, that we, we do our best to showcase the sport, you know, mm. grow the 100%. game. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You got to, haven't you? Um, so, so from, from there then, so playing uh, football as a youngster or soccer. Uh, so how then did you get interested in announcing and broadcasting from, from there? So I've always had a bit of a talent for just having a, you know, voice, right. Imitations, things like that. I mean, you, you heard my stone cold Steve Austin, right. My, <laughs> we got that loading yeah. for you. Um, but as a kid, I, I'll never forget. I went to the circus as a kid with my parents and there was this guy in there who was the ringmaster, right. And he'd have this microphone and I was about three years old and I come back home and I'm like, for some reason I was a kid. I'm like, I want to be that guy in the ring with the yeah. microphone, you know, speaking to all the people. So I started like doing that. Right. And then eventually my love for sports, I would just watch the games and then start calling it, you know, with my, with my friends. And it was almost a joke at first. Right. Yeah. And then eventually my, um, my sister played uh, softball. All right. And so I went to one of her games and there was, they would have an announcer there. And of course the guy doesn't show up. And so they're like, Hey, does anybody want to announce the game? And I was a little kid and I said, Hey, I'll do it. You know, no problem. So I grabbed the microphone and I go now batting. And they're like, Whoa, who is this kid? Like (laughs) now batting number 17, you know? And so they were like, wow, you have a, yeah, you're kind of talented. And I was like, all right, cool. Maybe I can make some money off of this one day, you know? Um, and then, so went to university of Miami, did some games at university of Miami, some, some, uh, actually some women's, uh, women's soccer, like women's football, uh, at UM university of Miami and, um, started having fun with that. And then eventually, you know, little by little, you go from high school to college. And then now the, the natural progression would be from college to the pros. So, hmm. Well, you, you you mentioned there, um, obviously, because we, we brought it up at the start of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did you ever um, g- get inspired? I mean, I know the, prob- the answer will probably be yes, you know, watching wrestling. But did did the announcing and, you know, the interviewers and did did that have a influence as well, would you say? Sure. I mean, you know, I wasn't a big wrestling guy, but I would I would watch a lot of the other whenever I would go to a sports event uh, in a stadium you know, growing up in the Orange Bowl, right? Watching the Miami Hurricanes play, growing, uh, going to even some Miami Fusion games, some old, you know, uh, an old soccer team we had um, that was originally in the MLS. I would go to some of those games and, and you listen for the environment, for the, for the atmosphere. And then I kind of picked up on it and I'd take little tidbits from every single uh, announcer that I would hear. And I'd kind of say, oh, I like that. Or I don't like that. And, you know, you, you want to be present in, within the crowd in the stadium, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be, annoying right you don't want to be that guy in the stadium where like well this guy's really annoying like you you want to be in the moment you want to let the moment happen but at the same time inform the the public what's going on and stuff so Hmm. that's kind of my take on it i guess brilliant and 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 talk to us about how what what led you into your announcer role into miami how did you transition into that role so yeah pretty interesting so i i work at a high school okay uh I'm i'm the director of admissions by day and and a head golf coach here at the school. Go figure. Wow. Um, so I'm a man of many hats, right? I would, I would call a, a new age renaissance man. Uh, so so I do a lot of things, right? 
um, I've always announced all the games at my school here. Now, little known fact, the, the owners of the club, right? So George Moss, Jose Moss uh, are also co-owners with David Beckham. Uh, and their sons went to my high school. Okay. Ah. So this is a pretty cool story. So their sons played baseball and basketball here at the school. So I announce all the high school games. Soon as the club gets, you know, as soon as they become owners of the club, they literally had one or one or two games in the season. They show up to my office randomly. So I'm sitting in my office all of a sudden, you know, some owners walk into my office and I go, whoa, whoa okay. Hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> and they're like, you know, take this script, uh, go record a demo tape, send it to us as soon as you can tomorrow. And I said, okay, sure. Why not? So I send the demo tape. Um, literally going about my business, being a high school announcer, some college games, things like that. All of a sudden, I get a call back from the club. They say, hey, uh, we want you to work our USL game, which is basically, you know, the team two, right? Inter-Miami CF two. Yep. Uh, we, we want you to go work that game and and see what you got. And the rest is history. I became the announcer of the stadium for Inter-Miami CF you know, a professional wow. MLS club, which is just a crazy, crazy route to get there. Right. Like you don't just jump from, from a high school day job, right. To just to a professional announcer that, that just doesn't happen. Uh, so it's obviously it's a lot of luck. And then it's a matter of what you do when you get that opportunity, which I think mm. was really, really fun for me to, to pursue my dreams. Obviously, you know, it's a dream of mine to always, you know, to work in sports. And so, Naturally, it just kind of fits where I can still keep my day job, you know, but at the same time, also uh, on the weekends and at nights, you know, work, work for, uh, for a club. Brilliant. Oh, it sounds incredible. Wow. And, and and you talk, you briefly mentioned the, the match day there. Talk to us uh, what, a, what a match day looks like to you from, from start to end in your role as, as the PA announcer. Yeah. So first off, the stadium is about an hour away from my house. So, okay. <laughs> I get a nice drive. I usually put on a nice podcast to keep me entertained. Which yeah. I hope you guys are on Spotify. Are you on Spotify? We, we certainly yeah, are. Yeah. We certainly yeah. are. Perfect. All right. So now I'll be able to listen to myself on the way up this <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so I usually catch a good podcast. Um, it's about an hour to get up to the stadium. We have to be there about three hours prior to kick. So okay. uh, we're, we're required to be there about three hours. We basically get a script. So I have a script of all the sponsorships and everything that you have to you know, all the, the emergency reads, you know, we deal with a lot of inclement weather at, uh, in yeah. Miami, obviously a lot of lightning, things like that. So, uh, in fact, we had a delay last game uh, for a little while. So, you know, just all the little reads that you got to do. And then, you know, one of the fun things now is we're, we're almost a bilingual club. So I have to read in Spanish a lot and, you know, I, I understand Spanish completely, but it's not one of my first languages. So I have to really, you know, practice a little bit, uh, as I go through, um, to get ready for the game because there are some Spanish reads on there as well that I have to do. But yeah, wow. so we get there about three hours prior to, um, we call it a show. So like there's a whole, where I work is in, is in, is in a control room. Uh, basically where all the TV camera operators are, uh, the sound guy, the DJ. So we have a, a DJ on staff. We have a producer, a director and all the camera guys. So we're in that little, that little box in the corner of the stadium, you know, third level of the stadium. Uh, we meet there, we review everything. We kind of go over the script, go over the show. We call it the show uh, until the opening, which is the kickoff. Uh, we have lunch. They usually feed us, you know, a nice little lunch. And then we, we go to work. Once the game starts, it's the, you know, then the, the football takes over, you know, at that mm. point. And there is some stuff yeah. post game. 
then usually at the end of the game, we tend to go down the field and just kind of, you know, enjoy the rest of the match at the end, you know, at the end of the game. Oh, nice. Nice. And you, you, um, call it a show and not, not to, to be like stereotypical, but you know, that would possibly, we would consider that more of like an American sort of, right. the, the, the match is like a show like over here. It's like, Oh, we're just going to the match. Exactly. Do, do you, um, what differences, I mean, have, have you observed a, um, English match from sort of start to end and being there and, and heard the, what the announcers over here do, right. uh, is it any different? Would you say? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely different, right? <laughs> you know, the intros yeah. would be different. We do our starting lineups like imagine an NBA game where they do the starting lineups and it's this big show and there's lights and cameras and <laughs> lights flashing. Like I, I know that that is not the case. Um, so that would be the biggest difference, I would say. Uh, we throw a lot of energy into it. Um, mm. You know, I, th- I think that's just part of what we do here for you know in our American sports, right? We we try to you know, make it as entertaining as possible. Right. It's, it's, it's going back to the old gladiator days. Right. I mean, it's entertainment. Are you not entertained? Like that's, that's (laughs) the sole purpose of going to, I mean, obviously, listen, you want your team to win, you want them to play well and you want to see a good brand out on the field. Uh, But at the same time, it's entertainment. You know, you, you want to be able to take your kids to the game and enjoy it and have fun uh i mean my even my own kids love it when the lights go out and you know lights start flickering they're like daddy that was so cool you know so (laughs) like i think that's just part of the experience you know and we're miami right like it's it's almost like a small los angeles you know you have all the stars come out for the big games and um some would say miami fans are fair weather but i think that's that's so that's so incorrect you know i think our, Mm. our fans are very very passionate uh, mm. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of our fans come from all over the world, right? We, we have so many transplants in our city um, that not everybody likes the same teams. So that's what makes it so difficult to draw in a fan base and make it yours, right? We have a lot of transplants from New York. Right? So you got your New York, uh, <laughs> your New York shirt on there. <laughs> um, but, but we got a lot of fans that, that don't live or didn't live in Miami until now, right? So it's hard to sort of build it. And obviously we're a new club. So that's one thing where you would see the biggest difference. There's not that, that history. I mean, yeah. the, the MLS is only 25 years old, right? I mean, you're talking about something that's, that hasn't been around since, what is it? 1888 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You know? um, so it's relatively new. And I think, you know, the more years that go by, I think you're going to have a lot more support and, and people are going to buy in, I think. Yeah, and I wonder as well if you do have a, a Spanish community. I wonder do do they instead like watching uh, the, the you know Spanish football La Liga as well? I wonder if that might. Oh yeah, be so a, we have we case. have a huge fan base. So we have three supporter groups, right? Um, one of them is the Southern Legion or Legion del Sur, which is the South, uh, the Southern Legion. Um, you have Vice City, eighteen ninety six, and then you also have the Siege. So the Siege are basically the people who are mostly from the United States. The Southern Legion are our Latin Americans and then Vice City are kind of like a mix of your Miami natives with Latin flavor. And it's, it's actually it's pretty cool. So you know, we get fans from everywhere. And a lot of the supporter chants are even a spinoff of old chants from like South American leagues. Uh, so we have Argentinians, we have Colombians, we have Venezuelans, we have uh, Peruvians, Ecuadorians. I mean, you name it, we have it in our club. So that's mm. where I think 
you know, it, it takes a lot <laughs> and there's a lot yeah. of different groups and they don't always get along. I mean, I'm sure, you know, with, with supporter groups, right. Um, but I think all yeah. at the end of the day, everybody wants the same goal, which is, you know, obviously to be successful as a club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and going back as well to, to what you're saying about the, the entrance is a little bit more dramatic than, than over here, I think. Oh, yeah. I think some some clubs could could benefit with a little bit more sort of showbiz, you know. And although I'm not sure they would welcome, I'm thinking play, play, yeah, uh, I, team, know, it, teams like Millwall and and things like that. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because when I like I said when I post my TikToks, I get a surprising <laughs> amount of of people from <laughs> from across the pond who are not very fond of it, and they're like, "Oh, this is so American," and they tweet at me. You know, they send me messages on there like, "Oh, this is terrible." Uh, you know, like little bad emojis, right? And I'm like, listen, man, like just come out to a game, you know, and and, and, yeah, and experience see, it, experience yeah. it, and then you can trash talk it all you want. And again, to each their own, right? But I, I think I think the the most important thing is is obviously to entertain people and have fun, right? And that's what we're here for. So mm. nice, brilliant. Um, uh, one one of the questions that we, we've got here for you, and it might be a straight yes or no. Um, mm. Obviously, the the Inter Miami owner is, is a very famous person, particularly uh, across the pond in, in our country. Of course, uh, yeah. Sir David Beckham, as we'll we'll title him. Um, how have you had? Have we have you had any interactions with with the man himself? Or um, you know, I personally haven't had a lot of interactions with him. No, um, but I. Again, I can tell you he is extremely involved in the club mm. from literally the entrance song that he wants played right before kick to exactly how the show is run. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's funny how he is very hands on. He is a man of the people. I can tell you mm. that right now he is with our supporter groups. He'll jump into the tailgates, you know, uh, before the games, the supporters are all out there cheering and he'll get right in the middle of it. Uh, to me, it's, it's great to see an owner that understands the community and understands the people that follow the club. And, and that to me, he's there for the fans. You yeah. Know, obviously he has an ownership stake in the club like anybody. Right. But his goal is to put out a product on the field for those particular fans. Um, and I will tell you, he's, like I said, he's very hands-on. Um, he's, you know, he's firm, but he understands what he wants and, and, and I think we're doing a good job. Hopefully, uh, we get some good feedback from uh, from his, you know, his people, and and so I think that's that's obviously what you want to hear, right? Yeah, of course, of course, and 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 I think take away David Beckham's uh, uh, famous title, if you like. I think any any football club owner wants their owner to be involved and to and to have a strategic outlook on the way in which they want you know, right. any organisation to run. And I think to see your CEO owner, whatever you want to talk to them as, to get so involved, I think is only ever a positive thing because it shows interest. Sure. And and following from that, it, it shows a passion to improve, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I've seen um, firsthand what is possible and something that, to me, it was, it was a crazy story, but it, it shocked me, right? So, for instance, we have a supporter group that's amazing all right they are passionate fans we were playing terrible you know a couple of years ago right we were we had a bad stretch where we didn't win any games we were barely scoring goals you know the fan base is frustrated uh and there was a few things that i that we all felt that the club could have been doing better maybe to 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 help and support the fan base you know 
Uh, at every at the end of every soccer game, what does every club do? Is you know they they go up to the fans and say thank you. You know, yeah. little things that I think were getting overlooked, and we kind of mentioned it to some of the people in the club. And guess the head coach of the club called this supporter on his cell phone right. and said and said, "Hey, that's unacceptable. We got to do better." And I was like, "Wow, this is a pro." manager and a pro you know a pro club reaching out to a fan just a regular fan saying Incredible. hey we're sorry we got to do better and that to me i want to be part of that <laughs> you know yeah like yeah mm. it's accountability and it's and it's actually realizing that no man or woman is is bigger than the club and in fact yeah. valuing the opinion of your fans is, is a big exactly. thing these days i think that builds trust with a fan base you know and mm. it builds a culture which, which is what you need to be successful and to have longevity, I think, in any pro team. Mm. And, and, and a lot of that is not what you find at West Brom, I would say. No, it's certainly not. But we're, we're not going to persuade. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to. We're, we're not going to talk negatively of West Brom while we're trying to get Mike on the on the bandwagon. So we're going to we're going to swiftly move. I'm going to do my research tonight. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> ask, ask Kieran Gibbs. He'll hopefully give you a glowing reputation for, oh, for West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh with your job as well mike um what do you most enjoy about it and also what do you what, or what have you found challenging with it um you know i wasn't i haven't been doing soccer for a long time so it, it's it's something new to me um you know i've done like i said i've done college soccer for women uh but i've never done a pro um I've never done pro soccer before. Uh, so this was something new to me, just kind of getting used to the subs, the substitutions, uh, the calling of the game. You know, mm. in other sports, you can be very vocal during the game. Obviously, in soccer, there's not there's not that ability, right? You, you can't really talk, especially per MLS rules, you can't say a whole lot during the match. Uh, so it's it's strictly substitutions. Uh, so there's, there's some challenging parts to it. Obviously, the goal call is, is allowed, which is, you know, kind of like your time to shine. Um, <laughs> that's where, that's where I try to get loud, but, um, you know, other than that, it's, it's, it, it is kind of difficult to, uh, to do, but I, I mean, I, I love it. I'm, I'm so happy to do it. Uh, I'm having a blast. Like I said, it's always been a childhood dream of mine to announce professional sports. And now it's almost like you've reached the pinnacle, you know, obviously don't screw it up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm having a blast. I, I love it. Oh, that's that's good to hear. It's good anytime anyone enjoys the job. Very nice. Um, so I mean we we've we've covered it a little bit here, but um what's the atmosphere like in the stadium? And then more of a general question, what is the football fan demographic like in the in the US now? Sure. So I would say it is very, very high energy. Um I would say our supporters are probably the best, if not one of the best in, in the MLS specifically, because uh, I know because they've the, the other fans that have come in have told us. Uh, and then when our guys go on the road uh, to the other away games, you know, more and more teams are starting to sort of pick up on our flavor. Right. Um, mm, okay. You know, we we have a very, very passionate fan base um, that love football. And, and so it's it's really we're probably one of the younger clubs in the MLS, but at the same time, I think the other fan bases are like, wow, this is a really cool fan base. Um, we have a lot of fun in the game. It's nonstop the entire game. They're standing on their feet in the North end 
of the stadium and, you know, goal celebrations, there's pink smoke everywhere. Um, there's a drum, <laughs> there's a trumpet. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is like, it is electric right now to get everyone else on board. That's the hardest part, right? Because I think like in any stadium, you know, you have your supporter sections, uh, but to get the other crowd involved, it's, it's, it's not there yet. Right. It's still such a young club and there's not a lot of traditions yet. Uh, but I think once that happens, it's, it's going to be electric. Uh, one of the other issues, one of the other obstacles that we have is the stadium right now is currently in Fort Lauderdale, which is about almost an hour away from the city of Miami itself. So right now we're in a temporary stadium and that's where our training grounds are. Uh, that's where our Academy is, is run out of, um, which will lead me to my next point, which, which was your next question. Um, so that makes it difficult for fans to have to travel almost an hour away. Now the, the fans from that area obviously love it because it's close to them. But once we move down to, to the Miami stadium, um, I think it'll become more of a Miami club and I think you'll see a much larger uh, fan base, but, but yeah, we typically average it's the stadium itself holds about 19,000. Uh, we usually average between probably 12 to 15 at a game. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it, the stadium is pretty packed and it's, and it's a lot of fun and it's loud because it's, it's, it's all, it's all metal actually. Um, Sorry, I got my, my, my phone going here. <laughs> that's um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's product of being at work here. Um, but we have, like like I said, you know, the stadium is, is loud. It's made of all metal. It's like aluminum. So it shakes yeah. when, you know, when people stomp their feet and, and get loud. And then there, there are covered seating areas. So, I mean, any fan base would be loud in there. But in Miami especially, it's very loud. Uh, now, as far as the... The demographics, I mean, we have people from all over, right? So from all different countries uh, that follow different, you know, uh, different clubs around the world. So that's where I think you get a little bit of everything, right? You know, you have you have people who are supporters of, of um, you know, teams in Ar Argentina and Colombia, uh, Ecuador, Peru, and and even, you know, other, other teams in the United States. I mean, we have another, we have a USL team that plays in Miami as well. Uh, so there's this whole community of people that are getting into football, soccer, right. In the United States. And I think uh, some of them have grown up with it and others are just getting into it. Um, I will tell you the biggest difference is I know, you know, obviously the topic of, of, of relegation, right. That that's different than, than the United States. You, you, I don't think that would work in the United States uh, simply because the television markets and the cities are too spread out. Um mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, like this format could never work. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but interesting. I, you know, I, I think when there's a population in a city like Miami with 3 million people, you know, that's, that's huge. Right. Compared to a city in, let's say in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Like you're just not getting, um, I think that the television market, I think there's so many factors that, that would lead me to believe that that, it's very tough to to match that that style of mm. you know what hey let's let's bounce these guys down and bring these guys up how is that going to help the league with tv ratings and sponsorships it, it, it's very difficult um again i i don't know if that if that's uh the format or not but i i think i don't know if that's the answer but i think with mls it's, it's just different right um but we have instilled the academy we have one of the top academies in in the mls right now um for our U16, our U14, we have some of the best players in, in the country. And, and I think the MLS 
could become a a league to start sending players into Europe. And I know I know that sounds crazy, and and people might think we're crazy, but you've seen more and more of that happen, uh, little yeah. by little, right? We're even sending managers over there now, right? I mean, you know, so like there's little things that I think it, these things take time, right? But once you build the foundation, you know, within our academies, within our youth academies, um, I think you're starting to see once the foundation is there, the talent will rise, and and you see that with the U.S. men's national team right now. This is one of the best teams we've had in years. Uh, mm. And why? Because the majority of them are playing in Europe, right? Uh, and so when that happens, you have officially been placed, uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the world stage, which I think is important. Um, that, that's just my opinion. Again, I, I, I could mm. be wrong, but I think yeah. more and more, little by little, you're starting to see how the, the, the way the academies are set up. They've, they've taken the model from Europe and sort of duplicated that. Now, it's also at the result, uh, there's also a, a side effect, which is our high school sports are starting to lose, um, I think, a little bit of, of, you know, I guess, a sense of our, our high school clubs are struggling a little bit more because of these academies now. Um, that, that's an interesting thing that I guess, I'm not sure that that's the same for you guys over there. Um, but for us, we have... I would say, you know, you have your high school teams and then you have your club teams and mm-hmm. which are made up of academies and things like that. So our high school teams, those, those kids are not allowed to play club and club kids are not allowed to play high school a lot of times. And so that kind of waters down the high school leagues because the kids want to turn pro in soccer, right. Or go to college and play soccer in college. So it, it's becoming, there's, there's one disconnect there where I think it's, it's hurting our, our talent. Uh, and then not to mention you have other sports like, like American football, right. Which, which takes a lot of athletes, yeah. uh, you know, basketball, which takes a lot of athletes, um, baseball, which takes a lot of athletes. And so when these athletes don't just fall into, to football, right. It, it, it becomes a challenge, I think, because you're, you're, you're trying to, there's only so many, you know, boys and girls in, in the world that want to play that sport. Right. So, sorry, that was a really long-winded answer, but no, no, no. I'm just trying to trying to get a little, uh, yeah, little yeah. philosophical on you there, just to give you some insight as to you know where we are, and it, it's almost like you're going through growing pains, right? Like creating this league, and it's only 25 years old, and then you know, should we be an academy-based club? Should we get them from high schools? Like, where where do we get our talent from? Uh, but I think more and more you start you're starting to see you know kids leave to these academies, and then from the academies. They eventually become professionals, which then hopefully we start, you know, you almost become a feeder for, for European teams. Right. Yeah. And, and of course, I mean, because uh, football um, is still sort of more of a fledgling sport, I would say in America. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and now it might appear, you know, a lesser sport and, and the, the athletes go to, you know, the, the major sports and everything, but um, I'm sure it will, it will develop and, things like that with the disconnect that will that will get sorted um soon and then she said you know it's 25 years old really the league so right. i mean that's relatively nothing in in a, nothing. in a yeah. in a sense yeah it's you know like it's not even like one lifetime really for right. for people so yeah, um, and, then, and once you have yeah. the stars the star power i think then the yeah. rest the rest will fall i mean you see it with Pulisic right now i mean that's like 
he he's the man of American soccer right now for us. Like <laughs> that's that's our star, right? Um, and, and when you have someone like that, that's generational talent wise for us, like you know, that's your superstar. That, that that's yeah. the guy you need. Uh, and then that makes other kids want to play and go out for soccer. Yeah. And 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 to me, that that's one of the coolest things that I'm starting to see. You're starting to see, and then the success of the women's team, right? You know, all these little things are starting to to push uh, our guys forward, which I think, you know, to me is pretty cool. I, th- I think the new superstar of, of US football will be Davil DK, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh like that. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I actually called wow. his name uh, a couple of years ago when we played them. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, he's a, he's a right powerhouse. I'm I'm really hoping he gets going over here, but he's a, I think he's got a growing reputation in the US as a yeah. as a young emerging striker. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly hope so. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and, and I, I just very quickly as well. I think um, we're, we're starting to see. Uh, clubs European clubs and uh ones in England as well starting to I was gonna say cash in not not particularly uh cash in to the American market but lends hand and lend some expertise expertise and popularity you know when, when you have the um you have the friendly sort of tours at the start of the the season and I know um I know Aston Villa had one I think it was two seasons ago and we played Okay, I can't remember who it was, <laughs> but we we definitely um, yeah we we came. It might have been like Seattle or, or someone like that, um, or Salt Lake, or whatever. But um, but yeah, and, and obviously as well, you've you've got Pulisic, but then you've I was just trying to think of some players. You've got Dest, you've got Zach Steffen, who's um, Man City Steffen, as well. Yep. So I mean, absolutely, I mean he he's a potential um, Premier League winner and yeah. an American, and 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 kids will see that and think, okay. An American has won the Premier League. That's that's a big deal, which it is in, in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was I was actually listening to some of our, you know, I I work at a it's an all boys uh, high school, right? And so the other day I was I was at lunch and and I heard some of the boys talking about the Premier League, and I go, oh, look, at this, look at these guys, talk, you know, just chit chatting at the table. And I'm like, wow. And they were like, oh yeah, and this and that. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool hearing. You know, hearing our teenage boys here at the table in America talking about the Premier League, you know, and you see it on on national um, local stations now. You know, every 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 Saturday, Sunday, you, you have a Premier League game on live national television. And, and so that to me is is enough to tell me that there's there's a market, you know, and, and more and more you see little by little people start finding their. I still have to find my club again. I'm I'm, I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to do my yeah. research, but. I got I got some clubs in mind, you know. We'll figure it yeah, out. You'll, you'll you'll have a team just grab you, and then you know that's that's the one for you. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's tough because obviously Inter Miami, I know that one. That, that's that's always you know I've always gone for them. But I mean, come on, it's time to to pick somebody. And my, my wife doesn't want me to get anybody uh, another another team because, like, imagine sports takes me away yeah. from her all the time anyway. <laughs> So it's like, oh, now I get to follow another club? Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Um, uh, Robbie, in answer uh, to your question, it was Minnesota, I think, who you played in. The Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Um, in, in, in 2019. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. Nice. Well, thank you for, for researching that. You're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, Google I mean, answers um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just very quickly say as well, there is... Uh, there was a time where I was sort of 
maybe wanted to watch M- uh, the uh, the NFL and um, say so just uh, similar to just picking the team. And yeah, uh, I, I know they're apparently they're quite bad. Uh, the New York Giants, um, apparently they're yeah. I mean, you know, rubbish they're, they're, now. <laughs> they're not great right now, but I would tell you, I mean, they they've won Super Bowls recently, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's they not had, a bad. Um, they had OBJ as always. That that's right. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, Odell Beckham. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, that's probably as far as yeah. It's, far it's as just hard. Like if you're not if you're not passionate about it, you know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, it's tough to follow a team unless you really care about it, right? Like you have to have a, a, an interest. Mm. You have to have that um, something that brought you to that team, right? Whatever that reason may be. You know, usually most of the time it's it's whoever your dad, you know, whoever your father goes for. Right. Like that's that's kind of yeah. where I wound up. I, I grew up in Miami, but I root for all the Miami teams like that's just who I am. That's my city. That's my town. That's where I'm from. Um, so I go for obviously inner Miami. I go for the Marlins. I go for the Dolphins. You know, all these all these teams from Miami. That That's that's just who I am. Um, but, you know, I know people that just pick teams at random for completely different reasons, you know, just because. Uh, his dad took him to a game there and they were playing the other team and he was mad at his dad. And he said, all right, I'm going to go root for the other team because you made me mad. And then that became his team for the rest <laughs> of his life. So there's like crazy stories like that. that you're yeah. Like, you know, well, okay. That's a good reason, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, carried on about the popularity of the MLS. Um, so what league would you say is more popular in the U S currently? Would you say MLS or, or premier league or, or is it, is it another one? Um, that's a tough one just cause I, you know, I, I, I'm speaking from what I know here locally in Miami, yeah. I would say, I would say it's probably the premier league and also even La Liga, um, in mm. Spain, it's very popular here in Miami. Um, but I think MLS is growing. I really do. I really think it's growing. Uh, it's, it's one of the faster growing leagues. Yeah. I believe, you know, I, I've seen it. Um, you see an expansion team come out almost every every few years. We've had a, a few new clubs. Um, and I think there's something going here. There, there's something going on with the MLS um, that it's starting to gain popularity uh, little by little. And uh, it's exciting to see where it goes. You know, like I said, it's a very young league, but but we're here. We're, we're ready to compete. You know, obviously, yeah, it may not be the level that that most people expect. And, and some, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of haters out there that that watch our games and say, Oh, you know, it's just a bad brand of football, you know? And it's like, imagine the NFL. What can you expect? uh, Imagine the NFL team or league starting in, in Europe, right? Like it's, it's not even going to be close to what you have in in the United States. So just kind of switch the roles and say, I mean, it's not realistic to think that. Right. Um, Mm. And, and so you just, I'd say just give it a chance and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, football is, Football is life, right? Like that's that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the great game, you know. It's a beautiful game. That that's what we want. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Moving on, and uh, a question I want to ask you here is: uh, we, we've seen new franchise, uh, franchises and, and teams introduced into the into the MLS, and uh, what, what I'm keen to establish from you, Mike, is is the reaction of the fans behind this because it's not something that we often see within British or, or English football. How right. how does it generally go down when when a new team is introduced into the into the league? I, I think the fan bases obviously love it. Um, again, because there's not that tradition there, you can create your own tradition. 
Hmm. So you have a you have a clean blank slate to sort of create this this legacy to create this this franchise from the ground up, which is what's happened with Inter Miami. I mean, it's it's you know there are, it has its roots uh, from from soccer originally in in the Miami area, and that fizzled out in the MLS with the Miami Fusion, uh, and then now it's it's reopened and and created this whole new uh, new franchise that you can be passionate about and be be a supporter of, and and I think. You know, even with like Austin FC, I mean, you have celebrities backing these teams. Um, you know, David Beckham brings <laughs> he brings the, the star power, you know, in yeah. our first few games last year. I mean, you had uh, professional fighters. You had Tom Brady on the sidelines. You had, you know, the who's who of the world, really, not just locally, but even of the world sitting in our stands watching our games. And to me, that's that's a testament to the passion that that other people are. Are, are, are buying into, you know, and you'll see a lot of some of the other club owners or part owners are, uh, are celebrities as well in, in MLS clubs. And if you look around, like even, you know, I think, uh, I think some, some pro athletes have stakes in, in some of the other clubs. So it's like, obviously there's something there, you know, and I think, I think there's a huge uh, reaction to it in, in the sense that you'll be, the people are very passionate. And I think that's what, you know, especially in, in, in cities that don't have big pro sports teams, um, you know, like Austin, right. Austin FC is, it's not Dallas, right. They don't have a, a sports team uh, like that, right. To, to support, they don't have the Cowboys to support there and they have their own club now. So when you have places like that, which, which get a chance, you know, to be on a pro stage, that's pretty cool. And I think people are, are passionate behind it for sure. Yeah, and, and and I think we're we're seeing an increase as well of these um, like the American owners and celebrities, obviously, because you got the the uh, the two actors who bought Wrexham over here um, yeah. with with Aston Villa. We've got uh, Wes Edens, uh, an American who are actually starting up the Las Vegas Villains as well. Oh, yeah. um, so that, that'll be a team coming uh, hopefully to have a good game against Miami. Um, but, and and even I think the, is it the uh, the new Chelsea um, the new Chelsea owner or, or potential new owner uh, an American there was an American consortium I think Serena Williams was involved as well potentially yep. in, in I think LeBron so, James even has stake in, in Liverpool, uh, Liverpool. I want to say yeah yeah, yeah that's true that's true so more um, and more yeah, you're starting so, to see it you know there you go there you go very <laughs> exciting. Very much so. And and the last question that we're going to uh, end on, Mike, if we can, is uh, an opportunity, as we like all of our guests to do, is to um, just share a funny story from your time in football. I'm sure within your role, there's been a few uh, hilarities, <laughs> let's say, uh, but it's just an opportunity for you now to share one or two of those with us. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know if I want to share it, but uh, why not? You know, <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go um, for it. It's pretty embarrassing, but it's pretty awesome at the same time. Uh, so... I would say uh, it was probably my first or second game working on, you know, behind the mic, right. You know, you're a public address announcer. Your job is to inform the fans, um, make your calls. Right. And so (laughs) on the microphone, there's a button which you press and it stays on the microphone stays on, right. There's a red light. That means you're hot, hot mic. Right. So you press the button, you start talking, you do your reads, you press it again to, to turn it off. Well, of course, my first or second game, I'm there, and I did not press the microphone off. So <laughs> what happens now? 
everybody in the stadium, you know, 20,000 people, no big deal. Just hear your entire conversation with other people in the, in the stadium. <laughs> that is quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> when you get a call from ESPN and they call up and they say, yo, your mic's on, your mic's on, your mic's I live to see another day. Uh, thank I, God I hope you're very complimentary of the team in your conversation. Good thing it wasn't anything... Uh, you know, negative or uh, about language, because <laughs> I would have been fired real quick. Uh, <laughs> so wow. uh, it, it was pretty embarrassing, but it was a pretty funny story. Now, now I think about it, I'm like, all right, that was definitely a rookie mistake there. But <laughs> you know, these, these these things happen, I guess, right? I certainly do. Um, listen, yeah. this is this is completely off the cuff here, but um, before you go, we would love for you to do an outro for us as well. You've done an intro, Ooh, yeah. um, so Absolutely. maybe maybe just to our listeners say thank you for listening, and maybe uh, maybe where people can find you on social media. Perfect. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us here on the High Press Podcast, Season Three, Episode Two is in the books. Mike Marinelli, Cal, Rob, these guys have been awesome. I've been very appreciative to be on here tonight uh, with you guys. Uh, again, you can follow me on social media at M-I-C underscore Marinelli. All right. So like the spaghetti sauce. That's right. Marinelli. Oh, yeah. Uh, so again, <laughs> at, at Mike, little double double pun there, Mike at Mike underscore Marinelli. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, you know, TikTok. You can, you can bash American football all the time on there and I'll – I'll jump back with you every time. So no worries. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me. Wow. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Press Podcast. We really hope that you've enjoyed the episode today. Um, we'll be really, really grateful if you could leave a review on your preferred podcast provider, whether that be iTunes or whether that be Spotify or Google or whoever it might be, um, just so people can find that episode a little bit more easily. Yeah, and go ahead and follow us on our social medias at the High Press Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram, uh, where we're going to be announcing all of our guests, uh, any updates, and uh, just generally, just that's where you can find us. Right, thank you guys, and we'll see you soon.